Hello, and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc. I hope everything's going well with you today. Who we got? It's Net Boy. Hey, Net. What's going on, man? How's everything? Everything's good on my end. Yeah, same here. I ain't got no complaints. Great. Well, everybody, tomorrow's Labor Day. I hope you enjoy your Labor Day. I know it's not a normal Labor Day. But this is not a normal year. 2020 has been something else. But if you can hear me, that means you're alive. So, you know what? It could be a lot worse for you. Keep that in perspective. You know, you have any plans for Labor Day yourself? Uh, I'm going out to Pennsylvania to go. A friend is having like a little barbecue in their yard. So, like, is there something to do instead of quarantining? I can dig it. I can dig it. Something small. Yeah. Me personally, no plans whatsoever. I got a doctor's appointment Tuesday. I am taking it easy tomorrow. I got, matter of fact, golf will be on. I'll be finished up the tour championship, and that's what my day is going to hold. So before I go any further, I just want to say a rest in peace to two people who meant a lot to me when I was growing up. One is John Thompson. You know him as the head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas. Hoya paranoia was huge in the black community when they first rolled around. We didn't have anything like that, Ned. There was no black college per se that was like Division One big time ballers. I mean, that guy's going for championships, so they meant a lot to uh, black kids around America. You know, their starter jackets were huge. People were wearing them. I mean, most people that went to college, if you didn't go to a major college, you everybody I knew rooted for Georgetown because they, they represented us. You know, this was before Michigan and the Fab Five. You know, and then I wound up hating Patrick Ewing the rest of his career because he was a New York Nick. But when he was with <laughs> Georgetown, I loved him. I actually loved him. And another person... The greatest Met of all time died this week, Tom Seaver, and I like to say uh, rest in peace to him also. I mean, I grew up, Tom Terrific was the man for the Mets. The Mets was actually a World Series team when I first started watching baseball, and I think like 73 or so. So he was a huge big deal in New York City, you know? I know these guys are a little before your time, per se, but, you know, I had to say uh, rest in peace to them. Now, I am going to be actually 100% black next Saturday and Sunday. I was going to do a show Saturday, but I decided against it. I am not coming back to 9-19 and 9-20. I'm going to do a special hip-hop show on the 19th, which is the Saturday. And then I'm going to do the normal show on 920, which is the Sunday. But next week, in honor of the first week of the NFL, this show is black. I do not want to focus on football and talking. I want football next Sunday. So I am doing nothing. I'm cooking I'm going to have that out of the way, and I am going to sit down like a normal male human being and watch as much football as I possibly can next Sunday. 
So do not expect to hear a live show next week. Whoever is listening, it will not happen. I don't care what's going on in the world. I'm sure another podcast will talk about it. So, you know, you brought it up and I'll give the numbers. 26.7 million worldwide cases of coronavirus. 875,000 deaths. The U.S., 6.2 million cases. 188,000 deaths. People are still playing games with corona. I'm in a mattress store this week that has a big sign outside in it that says you cannot enter without a mask. A couple comes right in without a mask. The person who's uh, conducting business with him doesn't even bring it up. Now, I know the CDC said don't argue with people because it just starts fights. But I'm like, look at this shit. Me and my wife are sitting here with masks. They don't have fucking masks on. I mean, and this is a... This is a bed place where people are going to lay down in beds to try them out. I mean, because you don't usually just buy a bed. You know, you try the bed. You know, but people don't care. And as long as people don't care, and that's another reason why I brought up Labor Day, even though it is a holiday and it's tomorrow, people are going to be irresponsible tomorrow. I know it's hot everywhere. I mean, we've been dealing with weather that's been like almost real feel over 107 all week. And uh, so, you know, I know people want to get out. They want to go to pools. They want to. This is like the last bash of the summer type thing. But, you know, it, it's not a crime to care about your fellow man. You know, mask up so you don't not you protect somebody else. You know, you could do that. You could protect somebody else. Now. Yeah, I was in Pennsylvania this weekend, and there weren't too many people wearing masks. And I'm not talking about the city version. I was like in the Poconos area, and most of the places I went into, we were the only people that had on masks. And I'm like, damn, there's something going on in these areas. Man, you know that's that's just how it goes. Nobody's uh, consideration is not a big, a big. Uh, it's not in the forefront of people's minds being considerate to each other but it's the day and age we live in we live in such a weird time that right is wrong and wrong is right and and not giving a fuck really is how it goes from the top on down man i mean it's it's it's, it's difficult i mean okay let's get to this one mr daniel prude he's 41 years old he's from um upstate new york I believe it was Rochester, New York. These mm-hmm. fucking seven, seven cops. I understand putting a spit hood on somebody. You might need a spit hood. Nobody wants, we understand that. But this is another black man. And this happened on March 23rd. I don't know why it takes so long for some of these films to get to us. He died of asphyxiation. This man is no threat net at all. No threat. He's butt fucking naked. They got him on the ground and he's handcuffed and it's seven against one. They just basically killed this man. And then lied about it. You know what? And 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 the thing that's getting me is I sit here every fucking Sunday and I say, you know, when is enough enough? 
how much of the fucking blood of ours do you really want to spill? And it, the conclusion that I'm drawing is they want every last single drop of every one of our blood. Every one of us. We are the target. But you don't want us to be angry. We, and then you don't want us to act like victims. We have, what the fuck is our recourse? I mean, there's no recourse. You know? I think it's, I'm like, who's checking these videos? Because obviously there was body cam footage. Who looked at the videos? Because the, the mayor said that she didn't know about it because the uh, police chief told the, the guy uh, died of an overdose or something like that. I'm like, who had the video? Well, see, here's the thing. The, the police need a, a, per, a, a, a group of people. Every police department needs a group of people that oversees the police department. Because right now it's just like they're all just running rampant. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm glad you brought that up. And this is gonna be you know, you could take it any way you want out there. This was one of the responsibilities and actually something that Barack Obama failed America on. I'm not just gonna say black people. He failed America. He had made a promise his last term to finance police oversight. It was supposed to be a nationwide committee set up in every single state to be oversight on all police departments. We knew Trump wasn't going to sign it. Barack Obama promised to sign it, and then he never signed it before he left office. Now, would Trump have reversed it? Probably. But there would have been things in place, like you said. It was going to be a civilian review board made up of civilians to review. And you know who else is failing? The MEs. The medical examiner can tell the cause of death. He knows it's asphyxiation. Why doesn't he inform the family? There's a deficit. Obviously, we're not finding out about this stuff until the family gets the official death certificate. They go drug overdose, why is it listed as asphyxiation? Then they get a lawyer involved who then says release the film. Because there's another case that happened this week, and think about it. They've been telling us for months there was no Breonna Taylor body cam. They got body cam now. It just popped up this week out of the blue. Because they do whatever they can to protect themselves. They want to protect themselves. They don't want the lawsuits. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous, man. All these officers, how do you look in the mirror at yourself and say, you know what? I took an oath to help, to serve, to protect, and I'm actually causing damage. I'm, I'm, I'm causing lives. I mean, where's, how do you lack humanity for another human being? But to be the same person that a pet a dog lovingly, I don't understand it, man. You know? Yeah, they treat us worse than animals sometimes. Yeah, and the laws in this country on the books protect animals better than they protect us. You know what? I, I got to give the man credit. Stephen A. has been screaming for months that you know that they are still lynching, not anti-lynching laws on the books in America. You could still what's called legally lynched black people in America because they have not been taken off the books. 
it's not considered a crime? I mean, is that insane or what? You know, but we, this is what we deal with. This, and everybody knows this. So Russia's claiming they're going to have a uh, vaccine. Then we got this new idiot who works for Trump. He says that we might have a vaccine by November 1st, which is magically two days before the election. Election, yes. That's, uh, so a couple of months ago, the, CD, the head of the CDC, which I guess he's like a really trumper, he was being questioned by George Stephanopoulos about this. And he was like, uh, George asked him straight up, well, hey, would there be, they feel like the CDC is going to be political and release a vaccine right before election day. And the guy can say, well, we will only release a, a vaccine if it was already tested and proven. I'm like, if Trump tells them to release whatever they got in the works right now without testing it fully on people, I think that's just going to be chaotic, man. Because yeah, basically it's the same thing Russia did. Yeah, see, but here's the, here's the funny, well, it's not, nothing's funny. Okay, so let me let me pull back on that. I don't want anybody misconstrue what I'm saying. Nothing's funny, okay? So Jerome Adams says he 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 highly doubts this November first thing, okay? Then Fauci's also this is where you get the confusion. He's saying that they have clinical trials that are proven positive results, and it's there's a chance that this thing can be released soon because they got like thirty thousand people in this study group and they're getting positive results on it. So you know what? The same people who hate them Tuesday back them Thursday, then re hate them Saturday. So it's very confusing. Yeah, would you take yeah. a would you take a vaccine that comes out right before election day? Listen, no matter what my doctor tells me, I am not going to be in the first wave of Americans. I will wait to second or third wave before I take any vaccine. I'm not a child that has to go to school or something like that. So you're not pushing me to do anything that I don't want to do. And this is not something I want to do. Because I don't trust the parties involved at all. Nope. You know, I just don't trust them. I don't trust uh, Jerome Adams. I don't. Right now, I'm not fully trusting Fauci. I definitely don't trust anything that Pence, Trump, and his new CDC guys say. Nothing that they say. They I cannot trust them. Think about it. This is the same man this week. First, this Kentucky congressman, Thomas Massey, he defends Kyle Rittenhouse. He's the Kenosha shooter. Crazy. Then Trump defends the kid. And then come to find out there's a GoFundMe for this boy. It's raised over seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars, man. That's I the think country we in the, I think they took it I think they took it down. But it was they some did? Catholic group that was I believe GoFundMe took it down. Um but there was some Catholic Catholic group that was also raising uh money for him as well. Seven hundred thousand dollars has been raised for his legal defense. I mean, you when you got when you got congressmen and the president saying and let's not forget this 
fool Tucker Carlson. Uh, you know, he's bringing law and order. This kid is the difference. Oh, and then Bill, think about it. the attorney general of the United States of America doubled down on Trump and said he agrees that this kid uh, basically did nothing wrong. Yeah, crazy. But then we also have Trump. He gave me a giggle because he's a fucking lunatic. Uh, he goes on Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram's trying. She's not a good person, but she tried. She tried to 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 get him to back down on the cow uh, Redding House, right? Yeah. Then he comes up with there's these group of people wearing black who are traveling around in airplanes, being funded by very rich evil people to do harm to everybody. And she was like, come on, man. You do realize that's a conspiracy theory coming from the president of the United States. And he was like, yeah, I don't care. So he's got that group of guys. That's the same right there, man. Like, uh, You have a president that's saying all these conspiracy theories and people are taking him and running with them, which is causing more harm than good. And that's insane. Yes. Who we have calling in? Good morning. This is Bones. Hey, Bones. What's going on, bro? Hey, Bones. Good morning, Matt. Matt how you doing? Yeah, that, this, that, that, that's insane. So we have... Now, first of all, there is no airline in America after 9-11 that's going to let a hundred and some odd people dress similarly, get on an airplane, unless they're in some kind of, like, uniform. And they would prefer... Not 120 people in their police uniforms or, you know, some kind of fraternity costume to get on board planes. But the president is saying that these people are flying around the country in all black plus masks on. And then on top of it, he said they have weapons. Who the fuck is entering the airlines with weapons? I mean, this is crazy. This guy gives me a headache like no other. There's nothing else on the planet that gives me a headache like him. Now, he really pulled the rabbit out of his hat yesterday. He's defunding the federal government's sensitivity, racial sensitivity training. He said it's anti-American propaganda and he won't fund it anymore. Now, that one gets, that yeah. really kills me. Racial insensitive, being insensitive to others is not a program that he wants to even federal government or his employees to acknowledge exists because it's diversity. You know? I'm mistaken too, they're defunding. Uh... So we have a system here that uh, where we receive federal funds uh, for the cleaning of the schools and the trains. And now he's talking about uh, not sending that money to New York City as well. And I'm like, God damn, bro. Well, let's 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 look at one thing in a positive manner. If the people get out and do what they're supposed to do, this clock is ticking. We have entered September, people. November is not 9, 10, 15 months down the line. It is two months away. We are less than two months away from a presidential election. Less than
than two months because today is nine six. We it's not but so much damage he can continue to do if we do the right thing. You know what I mean? We will have somebody else in office. I wish somebody would fucking put a muzzle on that guy too. Because he can say some really stupid shit. I mean, Biden has these senior moments, man, that are outstandingly bad. But nothing compares to Trump. I mean, what did Trump call the dead military kids, losers and suckers? And I don't give a fuck what he said. I believe in my heart he said it. Listen, he said what he said what he said about John McCain. So I can imagine what he that he said that. So I mean, he, he had can't a, lose. I mean, he said uh, he's had a Trump week. You know, Fauci, I inherited him. You know, you some people you love, some people you don't like, and some people you disagree with often. Basically, that's what he's saying about Fauci. I mean, and I understand that. That goes in regular life, too. Shit, that's like family. But this is bigger than that. You know, your normal family is not affecting the whole country, 300-something million people. You know, Obama. Obama only got in Harvard, Harvard because of affirmative action. And every black country that's run by a black person is a shithole, a fucking toilet. These are things coming out of this man's mouth. And, you know, naturally he'll do. Oh, and let's not forget the big one. He told North Carolina just this week to commit voters fraud. This fucking dude, a president. Now, but here's the thing that gets me. And please correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Did you hear any Democrats straighten his ass out and say, what the fuck are you doing publicly? Have you heard any of them say that? No, I haven't heard anyone. What Not about you, buddy? Okay, oh. now. <laughs> I don't know if Biden said anything. You sure. have a, a man. See, this should be in our conscience. We should have all, it should have been so loud and clear that we should have heard a Pelosi, an AOC, a Schumer. Somebody say something. This man told him to vote and didn't mail in their ballot. That's voter's fraud. He did this shit in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. A president should never even tell his citizens or his constituents to commit any kind of crime. You know? And this fucking Bill Barr, police shootings of black people are not necessarily racist. Okay, that's called playing semantics. Sure, it might not be racist because we can't get in the mind of the person who does the deed. But the shit comes down to race to me. All that's the way it seems to me. Yep. How come it's always happening to us? Uh, unarmed people getting shot and killed. Yeah. What is the what is the common denominator in all the shootings? Nobody brought Jacob Blake fucking Burger King. Dylan Roof got Burger King. Would a Jacob Blake ever receive a Burger King? And I don't even know that young brother's name in California who got killed. But the the one who was running up the street or something and they let off 20 times because a gun fell out of his uh, 
we don't get the same uh we don't get the same chance they did. We get one did chance. Did you see the video of the the video of the guy in Walmart? No, I did not. Oh man, yes. I had a guy in Walmart that was he. This was a, I think it was a couple months ago. He had a metal uh, aluminum bat, and the cop. We they're not sure if the cop tased him first, but he basically just shot him in the middle of Walmart. Hmm. Black guy. For all, yeah, for all the world wants to see, you you can hear the, you can hear everyone yelling, screaming, shot him dead in the middle of Walmart. Because I'm sorry, no I think they, they released the video because they they did charge, they did indict this cop for um involuntary manslaughter. Hmm. Hmm. You notice something about the videos when the video when the police officer has done his job properly and effectively. The videotape comes out immediately, but when there's something wrong, a videotape comes out almost a year later. Yep. Even the one with with the guy in Rochester, New York, they um, they lied to the mayor and told the mayor that he died from a drug overdose. When and this is all before George Floyd, and clearly, you know, they put the spit mask on him, which is legal. Because they have, you know, spit masks for people who spit. But you put them on the ground and you put the needle in his neck for two minutes, which asphyxiation kicks in and, and he dies. And just with that just simple thing, you did everything right up until you put your two things, until you put your knee in his neck and then you lied about what happened. Yeah, we was talking about that and how the MEs oh. have to be held accountable because the ME knows the cause of death and knows that the cause of death does not match a drug overdose. So the ME is at oh. fault also. I mean, the ME is definitely at fault. You know what I mean? I'm going to send you something. I'm going to send you something when we off air, and maybe you could talk about that next time. But a friend of mine in the medical profession sent it to me that said how ME's, Emmys and prosecutors, how they uh, protect the officer, just in legal terms, how they yeah. protect the officer. The same thing with George Floyd. Remember the first autopsy came out and said he didn't die from his injuries from the sustained from the police. It was from his pre-existing conditions. And... Mm. Then when they get the next, you know, thing, the guy said he dies from asphyxiation. So how do you get two trained people um, saying two different things? When You know what I mean? Like there's something clearly like strangulation. There is no getting around strangulation, you know, in its purest form, unless you're changing the wording. You know, you're softening yeah. that up. You yeah, know, because you're going to crush straight. something, the larynx or something. Listen, let me ask you both a question because you might know more than I I do. This kid, Dion K, he's an 18-year-old. He was the kid that was uh, shot and killed Wednesday in southeast Washington. Has any other information come out about this shooting? Not from my knowledge. Not that I know. I, didn't, I just heard about it. Yeah, he's a kid that was killed in south, you know, southeast Washington. Uh magically not one but two guns appear by him not one 
with two guns. So he's uh, Billy the fucking kid, I guess. You know? Now, they originally said that they didn't even want Trump to come to Kenosha. The, the, the governor, Tony Evans, said, please, don't even come to my city. But, you know, he, he showed up anyway. And yeah, photo uh, up. Yeah, same blue fucking suit. By now, it looks like that blue suit could sit in the fucking corner. He wears it so often. I mean, I know he's rich, man, and he's got, because it's on our dime, he got 5,000 of it. But I like to think of him as being a stinky, sweaty, smelly, you know, man who can't properly wash his, wipe his ass. So I'm thinking that that blue suit is kind of just stands there. He takes it off. And he could throw it, and it just bounces and sticks to the corner. He's a vile like creature to me. President of the United States, supposedly a billionaire. And damn, he doesn't have a tailor. He never he looks like young. We would look like they get these the old school Steve Harvey suits. <laughs> now, could you believe this? This is how silly people are. And you got to clean. You got to make sure you make some kind of, you know, thing for when your time comes. You got to clean up your fucking uh, social media when you die, right? Herman Cain has been dead over a month. Do you know that they still have on his Twitter account the claims that the CDs, you know, COVID is not deadly? <laughs> That's still on his Twitter account. They just tweeted that out from his Twitter account this week. That's crazy. COVID's the not deadly. COVID. The man who died from COVID. And over a month ago, so somebody is still funneling bad information through a dead man's account. So the market had some real fluctuations this week. Apple lost a hundred now say this number right, a hundred and eighty billion dollars in a week. Amazon lost 4.6% of their stock, and Facebook lost 3.8%. Come to find out some tech giant was gouging their stocks. But you know what? I've lost a lot of money due to uh, COVID and the original lockdown, especially in the beginning, but I'm starting to recover some. So if you guys holding on to some stocks, don't panic. Bear down. Don't bull ahead. Bear down. You got to ride some of this shit out, man. And yeah, hopefully, my, I even told people this week because um, Apple slipped their stock, so people could get in now at one hundred twenty dollars. So I was like, you can get in because I feel like Apple's a company that always damn rebound. Yeah, that's why I said they lost so much money, one hundred eighty billion. But they found out that it's mm-hmm. because somebody gouged them. Somebody came in. And Wall Street decided that they wanted to sell a shitload of tech stocks to flood the market. But like I said, don't panic, man. That's one thing you don't do with your stocks. Is, is lo- this is long term. If, if you think about long term, don't play the short game. Play the long game. You know? And I don't think people are playing the long game because this is this made me a little depressed about where we're going as a society. I seen a report this morning, right? 52%. Now, catch this number, guys. 52% of all people between the ages of 18 and 29 live at home with mommy and daddy. That is a fucking crying shame. We are not raising grown-ups anymore. We're raising children. 
Grown-ups are raising their kids to be main children. Uh, you're 29 years old and you're a male. Really, there is no reason for you to be still living with your mother or father. Really isn't. You don't even respect your privacy. I mean, but this is, to this new generation, that shit's normal. To my generation, that's abnormal behavior, man. The fuck are you, 25? And you still live, you still got to be questioned by your mother. She, you know she's going to ask you questions. Where you going? When you coming in? Why you got all these girls coming over? Damn, can your friends leave? No, I'm not cooking for them. You, these are questions you shouldn't be answering at those ages, man. So I blame the parents. Parents are raising fucking a generation of bums, basically. You parents out there, you need to do a better job because you shouldn't have 29-year-olds fucking in the crib. I can understand if you got that, you know, that fat daughter with the mustache and you can't marry her off. You want to protect us. But if you got a healthy fucking son, man, he's banging chicks and driving a car, but he's living at home, tell, get reschool him. Get him the fuck out your house. You know? So you can enjoy some old age. There's a time for them. It's a time for you. We're supposed to live in seasons in this life, they say, right? You know, there's a time to plant, time to harvest, time to sell, and shit to die. You know what I? Yeah, I, I New York. Go ahead. What's this last one? Yeah, in New York, I only can speak for New York. Can't speak for the rest of the place. It's expensive as hell here. Only way now, like before, like when we was younger, you know, you always could get a room. Things was affordable. Now, truly, if you really want to get out, you got to get a roommate to share. You know, an apartment. Like uh, Caucasians do it all the time. I call them the friends generation because there's no way you're yeah. affording a three a three thousand dollar a month apartment uh, on you yeah, know, people one income all the time and a lot of especially I have a lot of people that's four people living in a, a one or two bedroom apartment they just cut they divide the living room in, into two I see people sleeping in walk-in closets it's crazy girl just well you know what pay this insane amount of rent okay. So we have to put that in perspective, okay? Because I'm not going to let nobody slide with that one. Uh, I'm sorry, Bones. I can't have that. People live above their means. People are lazy. They don't fucking prepare. They also don't have the proper job. Yeah. I have I have made it in New York until I got married on my own. My whole entire existence. And I had a roommate once when I was 20. After that, I lived on my own. I didn't live in no fucking rooms. I didn't live in no sharing no goddamn uh, bathroom or kitchen with some stranger. No, I had a decent job. And you know what? If I didn't have a decent job, it's because I was lazy. I didn't go to fucking school. I didn't prepare myself. I had parents who taught me golden rules that I had to follow. And those rules helped set me up so I never had to worry about money. I've talked about that on this fucking podcast a million times. But see, that's a built-in excuse. Shit's expensive. Shit's expensive. It always has been expensive relative to a different time. So 
1984. When I moved to Staten Island, Staten Island was fucking expensive. Buying suits to go to work on Wall Street was expensive. And if I couldn't afford it, dude, Dick would have showed your ass the door. You know how many guys I knew who couldn't dress right to stay in a Wall Street job was shown the door? Because they didn't have no banking. They didn't have every dime they got, they spent. You know what? Don't try to fucking impress like this week. I'll put something in perspective. This week, I ordered custom golf clubs. My first set of custom-made golf clubs. But you better believe that I kept my custom-made golf clubs in a budget that I could afford. Not to impress Billy or Bob or some fucking stranger on the course. I didn't go out and spend $10,000 when I don't have $10,000 to spend on clubs. I kept it within my budget. You can't afford to take that woman out six days a week. You fucking learn how to cook three of those days and you take her out one time a week. But people don't like to think like that. I mean, I agree with you on that as far as that part, you know, with uh, being within a budget or whatever. But, I mean, there's some obvious things that you can't ignore. You went to college, you're 22, you get out, you, you got a student loan debt to pay and you're looking for employment and again if you want to live in a nice neighborhood in new york city you're paying two thousand dollars or more (laughs) you know to get an appointment the prospective studios in harlem minimum since 1400 1500 that's minimum and i only know about harlem because i always check the street easy for for apartments but i'm like that's minimum for harlem i was like god damn that was that was that's most people rent. I would say like nine hundred dollars for a full two bedroom apartment. That you know what me and my wife fifteen hundred for a studio. New York's a different did. animal. It's a beast. <laughs> you know what we did when we first got married? We brought a co-op. You get it? Fuck your rent. We brought a co-op. First of all, you live a life to make sure that you have a credit rating that's a something. See, people want to do shit that they can't do, and that's why they get asked out. And that's why New York is having a little bit of an exodus also, not just the crime and the violence, but a part of the exodus is people can't afford. They have priced themselves out. But you know what? I I don't know how many people I know, Bones. I don't know how many people I know, Net, who own $600 Gucci belts and have $150 in the bank. $150 in the bank, but they will go out and buy $300 Jordans or Easy's because their mind is totally fucking backwards. You know, you put enough of those $300 fucking in the bank and you're not screaming about that $2,000 rent. You got three years worth of $2,000 rent in fucking bank so that you always building. I don't, I don't, I, I, I am not built, Doc is not built for any form of bullshit or any form of excuse. You know what? It's too late when you're 35 to say, damn, I wish I would have went to school. That's why I said that it goes back to the parents. Tell the motherfuckers how expensive it is going to be in this world. And you better take your ass to fucking class and you better focus and you better put your shit together because when the rainy day comes, 
you either going to drown or you're going to have an umbrella, my friend. And yeah, I mean, he, you're right. For younger, for, you know, younger people is one thing, but as you, as you marching on in time, you get to be at 30, you know 40, 50, and you got a problem. People. Those were young people. Right, that's they what I'm saying about the planning. They had yeah, a so chance. that part right there, so right, that part right there, exclamation point of the planning and not having a proper job, you know, employment as you're going on, you know, life only constant is changing you, you know, moving forward. So you're 35, 40 looking up and saying, Oh my God. Yeah. So then the things that you didn't do in the past, now they come back to haunt your ass. Yeah. And that's why you don't, you know what? That's why you don't get fucking felonies because it comes back to haunt you. That's why you don't do a lot of things. And you want to know something? I'm not crying spilt milk over that guy who wasted 35 years of his life, and now he realizes that the big city he needs to live in is fucking Pittsburgh. Then move to fucking Pittsburgh. Move yeah. to Montana. You're not the big city. You flunked. See, there's an old saying. It's not if you if you can't make it there, you can't make it anywhere. It's if you can make it there. And you know what? We got to stop giving... Like I said, I don't give a fuck if it's auntie, uncle, stepdad. We got to put the real, the real, not come at these kids soft like pillows. You got to come at them like with a brick in your fucking hand. This is what's going to happen if you don't do X. This is what's going to happen to you if you don't do Y. Okay, you might be able to live, but you won't have really nothing. You'll go day to day. I mean, how often do people need to hear in this world paycheck to paycheck to say, I got to do better than paycheck to paycheck? How often do you yeah, I mean, it's said a million I, times a day. Yeah, I think, though, for, like, my, I'm going to use my niece as an example. She graduated from Penn State. Her job, she makes, out of, out of college, she makes about 60, I think she makes about 60-something thousand. The problem is, she comes. She came out. She, she automatically three hundred dollars a month for her student loan. She does have her own apartment, but goddamn, but she she's struggling between the rent and the and the student loan, and that doesn't count anything else that she has to fucking pay, um, electric, clothes, and everything else. So I get it, but I mean, some of these kids are coming home with. Eighty thousand dollars in debt off the jump, and I'm like, yo, this is this is this is insane. So to try to manage that, <laughs> find a decent paying job so you could move up, it it gets really tough. Okay, Especially well, I got I gotta reiterate this then, because I'm telling you, I'm not going for then going away to college was not maybe what this person should do. Do you understand? I lived in New York City the majority of my life. I got a job on Wall Street. I had not went to college. I wanted to go to college. I went to NYU. Do you know how fucking expensive NYU is? Do you know how many loans that I took out to go to NYU? I'm going to tell you, Bones. I'm going to tell you, Netboy. I'm going to tell anybody who could hear me. I took out zero loans. I paid my tuition out of my fucking pocket. I sacrificed shit in my life that I had to sacrifice 
so that I could go to school. I didn't, I didn't take even my fucking GI Bill. I refused my GI Bill. I was eligible for my time in the Navy to get a fucking loan, and I didn't even take that. Because I wanted to do that shit on my own. And every time I got a paycheck, I put away money to school, money to books. Could I go out and date as much as I wanted to? No. Could I do this as much as I wanted to? No, but I did it. I did that. And when it was over, I didn't owe anybody anything. Not a dime. Okay, you know what I lost out on? Four years on the college campus, getting drunk, joining a fraternity. That was what I had to balance out. Those were the two deals that I had to do. It wasn't in the cards for me. Everybody wants to go and they want to have their campus life. Think about it. You, you've already had the first 18 years of your life of you basically not being responsible. You're not paying bills. Now you want an extra four years to do it, and everybody can't do it. Everybody can't do that. You can still go to college, but you might have to go to college in your hometown. And you might have to say, you know what? I can't be a Kappa. I can't be a Q dog. I can't be a Sigma. I can't be a, a whatever the fuck. See, but I think about everything. Everything in my life is kind of calculated. You know? Okay, put it you way, this way. I'm doing a year-end show in December. Do you know I'm already doing the fucking work on that show now? Right now. I already got my blog up for it now with hundreds of things listed. Now, today, September. I don't wait till December to start thinking about December. I think about December in September. Well, you know, that's the thing, too, about, you know, as we, you know, our parents, you know, having us have that sort of a mindset. uh, It don't work for kids. It don't and, work um, every right, and every right, and everybody. I mean, I should say that's not the norm of being taught those lessons like that to think ahead. Don't or don't rest on your laurels for today. Oh yeah, you did great today, but then there, tomorrow's coming, you know. And that mindset, and just to change the mindset, because I was talking to a gentleman the other day, and we was talking about education and the things of you know black folk, and you know, like as far as being like thinking like you're going to be saved by the government. Your oppressor's not going to save you. It's up to you to police your community. It's up to you to educate your children. It's up to you to say, uh, littering is, is, don't litter because you, you um, take, took, take away the quality of life from your neighborhood. Nobody's going to teach you that. You, that's something that's supposed to be within, something that you're supposed to be taught yourself. Yeah, I mean, we don't have, a, I think everything is just too, I think, I'm not saying, if you could be a soft on your kids as possible, but the life lessons have got to be as harsh as humanly possible. Harsh. You, you got to show the flip side of what can be right and what can be wrong. Do I have people in my family that are still paying their student loans on their undergrad and master's degrees? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But is that the story of everybody I know? No, I also have family members who are up under, from up under all of that shit. And they've moved on, and they're still young. They're younger than you, Ned. They're just hitting 
barely 30. And now they're starting to have families and children. And now they're, they're living bankable lives. Lives where they could actually put money in the bank because they don't have to fucking pay somebody else back. Because you never know when a tragedy happens. See, my, I guess I look at life hard. I lost my parents very young. My mother when I was 17 and I had to put my father in the ground at 24. I had no fucking, um, I had no uh, parachute to fall back on. I had no pillow to fall on. It was, oh shit, doc. Either you're going to sink, you're going to fucking swim. Simple as that. But I had all those life lessons that my parents taught me. I sat, I'm, I was a good kid. And I, I think that I was a good kid only because I actually listened to every fucking thing they said. And some of it didn't make sense then. But every time I got a day older, something my father taught me or something my mother taught me made more sense. Amen. Like, and, and you know about the life lessons that you say, I was just telling my nephew the same thing. I said that, you know, you're 19 now. You got to make a decision on where you want to go with your life. I said, we all have come to that point of like a crossroads. What you going to do? Like this, again, sink or swim. I said, you know, I lost my mom at 16. I still continued on to high school, got my diploma, went to Maryland for a year. The last year high school came back to New York City. And then I looked up. I wanted to go to college, wasn't able to go to college with my circumstances of living. And I said, now I have a decision to make. What is it I'm going to do? Am I going to stay in this security guard job making $100 a week at $3.35 an hour, which is dead end? And I know that I ain't got a trade. I ain't go to college. What else is there? So I said I made a decision, which is I didn't want to do. I went to the military. You know, because I didn't want to be a burden on somebody else. I went to be able to provide for myself. I went into the military. You know, that was my crossroads decision there. And, yeah, I would, you know, what I would are have you going to do? I would have never made that decision. If my parents were both still alive, my mother would have been like, hell no. I know that for a fact. And, and yeah. I, you know, when somebody <laughs> talked to me recently about that. And he's like, oh, didn't you love your experience? Man, fuck the Navy. How about that? I'll be one of those ones to tell you, <laughs> fuck the Navy. I was in a white Navy. I don't know. Yeah, this was were. the new Navy. This was the 80s, my friend. That Navy was pretty fucking white. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't That's serving the guys two, three hundred. I mean, you was not serving no two, three hundred black guys on fucking board no ship. Hmm? What'd you say? Was that the was, was you, was you told us about the story with the with the guy who black people had tails? No, no, that's when I actually finished high school in Utah, of all places. Oh, okay. I went, I left New York, and I went to Utah because I knew that I was starting to get to be really violent, and I I knew that I was at the I was at the precipice of actually be getting to be one of those kids who could get in the system. And I spoke to my mother and I was like, Ma, I need a way out. I got to get a way out. Because my thing is this. She was like, listen, son, you don't. I deal with felons. That's what my profession is. I deal with felons. 
You don't want to join that fraternity. Do anything that you can. So I lived my entire life to never take nothing from nobody. I have never robbed a human being. I have never stolen from a human being. I have never uh, assaulted a human being who didn't deserve to be assaulted. Have I laid my hands on some people? You fucking better believe I have. Here, there, and everywhere. But I always thought I was in the right. But as far as like stealing, robbing, or selling drugs, man, I never got involved with any of that shit. I didn't give a fuck what the neighborhood said. You know what? I'd rather be a sucker and a free man and not have shit hold over my head than to be the dude that says, okay, well, you know what my resume says? Arsening. Sing Sing. Attica. Rackers Island. Brooklyn House of Detention. You know what? That's a pretty shitty resume to me. You ask me, that's not an impressive resume. <laughs> that's a horrible fucking resume. Because, you know, King Crooked said it best. You're not a real black man until you came out of one of those systems. That's a lie, man. We got to stop telling that lie to each other. You could be a real black man and never spend a day in jail. And I think that's just honest truth. And we got to stop looking at people like, okay, he's the college student. He's the dude who never went to prison. He's the sucker. No, why is he the sucker? He did what was right. Why is he Why is he weak? You know how much strength that takes in the ghetto to stay out of the crime? That's the strongest guy on that fucking block. That's the leader, not the follower. You know? That's the leader. The dude yeah. that says, you know what? We're going to go do this robbery. You coming? No, fuck y'all. I'll see you when you get back. Oh, man, you a sucker. And I've heard that. Oh, man. You know what? This was a big thing on my block when I when we hit the early 80s. We're going to go do these money bags. I was like, what is money bags? You know, these guys come out of these stores and they, they make these bank deposits. And all you got to do is beat them up. And, you know, hop back in the car and go. And I was like, you know what? That sounds stupid. I don't want to. I don't want. You know what? It's good money. But what about if we get caught? Now I'm in C-76. I don't want to know what the fuck the inside of C-76 looks like. Or C-74, whatever the fuck it is. I don't want to know it. So I say the same thing every time. No, thank you, guys. I'll see you when you get back to the block. Because I know you idiots. You're going to get back to the block and you're going to want to impress me so much because I'm the fucking leader. You're going to throw me some of your money anyway, which they would. I don't even have to go and I still get a share. So what the fuck am I going for? You, that's how stupid you are. You're going to you do the crime and you're going to come back and share part of your loot with me for no reason. Because you're an idiot. I wish I didn't. I, you know what? I love being from Bed-Stuy, but this, I, I ain't lying, guys. There are times I say to myself, man, I really wish I wasn't born and raised in that neighborhood, but it helped make me who I am. It helped mold me. <laughs> the bullshit that I had to deal with. I mean, I wouldn't put that on no kid. I used to ask my parents all the time, we could afford not to live here. Why are we here? Why are we here? My mother was like, you yeah, know what? Yeah. I, do a, I do a lot of work in this community. I'm, I'm bonded to this community. Some people in this neighborhood need me. And I was like, man, I need you. 
But by the time that I really got those words in my mother's head, she had to go. You know? Somebody upstairs said, time's up. And that, that was pretty much basically it. Now, I uh, took your advice and I listened, uh, Net, to uh, The Locks. The name yeah. of the album is Living Off Experience. And I'm going to say the first three songs out of the box was hot. That was Come Back, Dirty Dirty. And they had a song with DM. Oh, I guess that was uh, About Shit with DMX and Net Worth. Yeah. But the middle of the record seemed like they didn't have nothing to say. And uh, I was like, okay, but if you can get four out of 13, that's not too bad. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up. But uh, John Legend. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say Big Sean just also dropped this Friday as well. Okay, I'm not a fan of Big Sean, but I will give it a listen because I'm listening to everything. Now, John Legend dropped an album called Bigger Love. And I mean, it might be a week or two old. I don't know. And he only had two songs on the whole thing that I liked. One was uh, Ooh La, You Move, I Move with this Janae Eco. Eco, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, I listened to Janae Eco's album, Columbia, And I'm going to tell Janae Eco. No, thank you, sweetheart. I'm not. Whatever that is you selling, I don't want anything to do with it. That was a bore fest. It was horrible. Uh, so I am I never want to hear Janelle Eco again unless she's coming with something stronger. I don't like uh, love music like that, man. I don't like, I don't like uh, weed, what I call pothead music, where you sit down with lights dim smoke a joint, and listen to music. That shit's boring me. I like energy. You know? I need energy. I'm going to tell you guys, too. Buying a bed is fucking expensive, man. My mat, my wife is <laughs> dogging me out. Come on, we're going to buy a mattress, buy a new bed. Yeah, I mean, that I mattress is something else. Yeah, yeah man. Mattress is, man. mattress is the one. God, I mean, Damn. I was like, oh, shit. So we got it delivered yesterday. She's happy. Now I don't have to hear this shit no more. But, uh, man, they are not cheap. And we went through that like two got, years ago. Like, that's why you got to have fun. And it's, always different. It, it's really tough with one person like a firm bed and the other person like a soft bed. Oh, well, you know what? This is me. I actually, on some things, Ned, I actually go with the happy wife syndrome. Like, the lady was like, lay in the bed. And I said, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm going to tell her straight up and down. And my wife got mad. I said, my opinion really don't matter. So I'm not going to fucking pretend <laughs> that my opinion matters. If she's happy with the fucking bed, I'll learn to be happy with the bed. So let's stop it. I'm not going through it. I'm not laying on this fucking bed. I'm not touching this bed. If she says that's the one, let's pay for it and get the fuck out of here. And she was like, That's true. why you got that attitude? I was like, because I'm being honest. If I pick a different bed and we go home and then you'd be like, why you make me get, I mean, I got to hear this shit for maybe two or three years. <laughs> I don't want to hear it, man. Fuck No. Oh, man. Just let her pick the shit and go. I don't, I, there's certain things I don't do, man. I don't pick towels. I don't pick curtains. 
because that's her. She really don't want my opinion on that stuff. She really doesn't. Hey, quick question. So you come yeah. home and there's pink blinds and curtains. That's fine. Uh, what the fuck am I gonna do? I'm not a hundred percent fine. But you know, when I first met my wife, she did have some kind of pinkish curtains, and I wound up moving <laughs> into our place. So, <laughs> so I did deal with that for a while. But until but I said, you know what? Thing? I think it's time to paint. This is the funniest thing. They ask you for your opinion. I don't know why, even though they already yeah, yeah. on what yeah. they set on. Exactly. So, but you know who, Bones, you know who responsibility is to understand that? It's ours. Our responsibility is to say, okay, out of courtesy, she's doing it, but she really doesn't mean it. Right. You know, there's, there's certain things yeah, in the house y'all share responsibilities, but there's things that more women than the men. But I'm like, why ask if I can't give my honest opinion? Yeah, but you know what? She don't want you to, when it comes in the house, she don't want <laughs> us to be able to say that she didn't act. Women are calculated, man. Now, I did watch your other program, too. i never seen anything oh, like Free this Ray before. Sean? I did watch uh, Free Ray Sean. I thought Free Ray Sean was interesting I don't like Quibi that you got to do these 10-minute yeah, shows. Every 10 minutes, it, yeah. <laughs> but it did make the show go by very fast. I watched it right after we got off the air last week, waiting for basketball. So it was bing, 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 boom. Because I also watched, uh, I think you guys should check it out. I don't know if y'all know Hard Knocks back. And Hard yeah, Knocks yeah. has been very good. I did not have a clue Hard Knocks was back, right? So I'm caught up with Hard Knocks, but I also watched the documentary on the Beastie Boys, which I thought was outstanding. The Beastie Boys have a documentary, but it's shot different. It's shot from a, a Brooklyn movie theater where they actually are talking while this documentary is going on behind. So it's really cool. I thought it was really cool. Now, let me ask you a question that since you're younger, do you know who Benny Hill is? Any hell? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lord. No. Okay, you Who's know what? Here? Let me see. See, this is the sad part of a disconnect between one generation. And it's not even a full generation. Benny Hill was your original OG dirty white comedian on television when we were coming <laughs> up. I thought everybody. I thought Benny Hill had went went into the next generation. So I'm sadly. Uh, I know Albert and Costello. I don't know Benny Hill. Oh uh, no, no, Benny Hill and Albert Costello are not doing the same comedy. Benny Hill is no. a dirty <laughs> uncle. He's your dirty uncle from Britain. So he's uh, always trying to get a piece of ass or referring to a piece of ass or something. Or. Sometimes he's the ugly old piece of ass, which is incredible because he's a big fat old man. <laughs> you know, he's like Bugs Bunny come to life. Yep, and Benny Hill came on at eleven o'clock at night. Damn, I can't. You know what? I gotta now. I gotta ask my nephews and nieces who are your age. Do they know who Benny Hill is? Because damn man, I, you would think that he would go into the next generation. Uh, and I watch, I listen to um, the comedy station on Sirius where they get random comedians and tell jokes, and I never even came across this guy. Okay, he's not really a stand-up comedian. This is television. 
He's a oh, television, television writer. Maybe, oh, okay. yeah. maybe because he's um, English, Britain. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's maybe. it. But damn, man. I'm like, wow. Okay, see. Yeah, the only Brit I know is the, the uh, oh, shit, I forgot his name. The little chubby guy that always hosting the awards and making people upset. Oh, oh, oh yeah. that guy Corbin. Corbin. Or something like James Corbin. No, no, not the guy. He doesn't have a, he's not, not the one on Channel 2 that has his own talk show. Oh, what the fuck is this guy's name? Piers Morgan? Piers no. Morgan. I'll figure it out. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Oh, and you know what? I wanted to tell you guys congratulations and thank you. We got invited to go on Amazon Music. Oh, great, great. Amazon Music has decided to pick up uh, Strange Talk with Doc. I mean, out of the blue, they just sent me an email. They gave me an invite. It was like, you know, would you like to have your show as a part of the Amazon Music Network family? And I was like, yeah. Damn right I do. The more places, the better for me. Better for us. I like the exposure. Personally. Now, I don't know if you guys got uh, another 10 minutes or not. Yeah. Uh, do we? Do, sure. yeah. Do, okay, good. So let's just take a real quick commercial break right here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that would allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm online to get started, and you can thank me later. Thank you, people, and welcome back to Strange Talk with Doc. We got Netboy and Bones sitting in, and we're going to close this bad boy out. We're just going to talk some sports. Keep it nice, light, and talk some sports. Okay, guys. Last night we had UFC. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll watch it later today. I got my PGA golf. I know y'all don't give a rat's ass about that. I love golf. Like you guys probably, like a fat person loves sugar. I love golf. And so the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors are both, they're 2-2. Who do you like going out to finish this series? Uh, I, I I like Boston. I mean, but Toronto's playing great ball, but I, I like Boston. Well, me personally, I'm kind of shocked. This could have been, last night could have been an elimination game if Boston didn't blow it being up two zip. They had the game one. I mean, even though Kyle Lowry made a pass for the ages. But I like Toronto because I think that they've hit their stride. And they said they had their backs against the wall. And I think that they're going to actually close out Boston. It might go to seven. We might be talking about this another time. But I I think I like Toronto. What about you, Bones? Um, yeah, I like Toronto. 
Okay. Okay, Clippers Nuggets, 1-1. One, one. Who do you like? I like Clippers, of Clippers. Okay, so that's uh, three there. Okay, here's the shocker. Milwaukee is down 0-3 to the Heat. The only question here is, is there any way in hell that they win four in a row versus the Heat? Anybody? Nope. Think the fuck is really done. I got the Heat is now going to the finals. That is crazy. That is crazy. But you know what? Congratulations, Heat. It's not like they're a bum team. I like Adebayo, and I, I like Jimmy. Uh, they got a good coach, man. They got a championship coach. So, and they got a great general manager. The Heat, shit, man, that's a good place to go. This might be Giannis's new team next year. You know? That'd be, that'd be oh, wow. great. I mean, I've, I've followed Jimmy Butler because uh, I've been, a, I was a Bulls fan. But I've never seen this level of Jimmy Butler where he's actually passing the ball. I'm like, this guy's looking for the open man every time he comes down the court and still putting up 30 points. And I'm like, I like this one with Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. You know what? I hated that. I hated the fact that with uh, Miami, that game that Giannis got called with that ticky-tack foul with no oh, time foul, on yeah. the clock. That was the game you know, changer, that, obviously. But that was the winner. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Something happens. This is when you are well-respected. People come to Miami. They come for the sun, the fun, the beaches, and the chicks. But they get around Pat Riley, and they all elevate themselves. LeBron did it. Um, Jimmy Butler's doing it. Pat Riley <clears> demands <throat> respect, and he does it quietly. So I, I kind of dig that. Now, I'm kind of shocked that the Rockets took the first game against the Lakers. But I think the Lakers are still going to uh, beat the Rockets, but it might go seven. Yeah, I thought, I thought the Lakers, I had Lakers in like five. I don't really like the Rockets' small ball, but I guess it's working for them. Mm. It works to a point. It, it, it never works. I mean, it works to a point, but <laughs> history has shown, if you don't play no defense, it's not. It's, it's, they're gonna fail again, you know. D'Antonio be looking for a new job. Because I'm looking yeah, like you... he's um. The Lakers got a bunch of big men. I'm like, how the hell they get to steal that game? You want to know something about the Lakers that I I have a feeling in my heart they're not a championship team. To win a championship with almost zero bench is incredible. And if they pull that off, I don't, and I don't think they could beat the Clippers. I don't think there's any way in the hell they could beat the Clippers. But you got LeBron, you got AD, you got Danny Green, who's, if he's not hitting his shots, he's just there. Kuzma is not, Kuzma's really not that third option yet. Uh, yeah, where's Rondo, like where's Waldo? Yeah, Rondo is, who gives a rat's ass? So you know what? I I, Wait, I want the Rock- Yes, he is. I want the Rockets to wear them down. I want them to wear old ass LeBron down. Just wear him. Put some treads on his tires. You know. Now I don't know if you guys yeah, seen that the- first game. Well, you know I was what? Say, I was gonna miss. I missed that first game, but so I did. LeBron cover Harden the whole game. No, and you know he's not. He never takes – 
that's not his job to take the hardest defensive uh, task. I mean, I, I'm actually interested if they play um, L.A. plays L.A., will he try to guard Kawhi? And I don't think he's going to be trying to guard. It's too much energy. How, how can he play good offense when you got to waste all that energy guarding Kawhi all day? No. He ain't, he ain't chasing Harden down. That's a little bit much. He'd do it in spots, but no. I don't know if you guys seen this. Did you see the Chiefs' new rings? I didn't see that one. No. The, the Kansas City Chiefs' Super Bowl rings are outlandish. And I mean in a good way. Them shits are beautiful. I have to say they're beautiful. And by the way, before we talk about the NFL, because the NFL returns, everybody, Thursday night, I have picked my team for 2020. I'm not jumping on a bandwagon of a team that's going to win a Super Bowl, but I'm going black and silver. I am going oh, old school. North Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Uh, <laughs> matter of fact, the clubs I brought yesterday are black and silver, and I think that was like my sign. The golf bag I'm looking at that's sitting on my computer right now that I'm getting ready to buy is black and silver. So I'm going black and silver. I am not turning my back. The Cowboys, I've loved you since 1973, but I cannot love you in 2020. My wife said I'm probably just taking a year break. It might just be that. I mean, because I've been loyal to this team my whole life. But I would Man, not. that right there is they, um, they better fitting not for you. They better not win the Super Bowl. Because that would be hurt. I've been waiting 25 fucking years for a Super Bowl. You think the Raiders is fitting for me? Yes, yes, perfectly for you. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a place that you like to go to. And, yes. um, you know, the, the Raiders have that old school bad boy uh, thing for Mal Davis. Perfect. Yeah, he's a Brooklyn boy. Yeah, so you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm, def- I'm definitely a Raiders fan. It's, it's official. I put myself out there. So, okay, let's talk some football and then go on to our Sundays. Okay, the Texans play the Chiefs Thursday night. I like the Chiefs in the opening game. Uh, yeah, definitely Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, Chiefs. Okay, Sunday. We got some pretty interesting football games Sunday. It's going to be a little weird watching football without crowds, but, you know, it is football, right? I hope they pump yeah. noise in, though. Yeah, but see, okay, I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. They're going to pump noise in, but they're going to be heavy fines if you overdo it. They're going to find you, take draft picks, and put suspensions on players if the crowd noise is pumped past what they have a standard. If you go past a certain decibel, they're going to find you. And like but I said, was, it like, was it like this, the Saints and oh, I forgot the other team who decimal was Seahawks. always hired? Yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, but they they came up with a uh, I think a grade level uh, because you think about it, you can't you would be pumping crowd noise every time the quarterback opens his mouth, and, they, and it's not going <laughs> to sound right. So there's got to be some fairness. So matter of fact, just bringing them up, the Seahawks play the Falcons. I don't I'm going trust with the Seahawks. Falcons anymore. Yeah, I go Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks. You see, the Seahawks signed Josh Gordon. He got a, 
a chance, of 99th time chance again. Hopefully he got himself together. Yeah, I am wishing that kid the best, but I never really hold out a lot of hope. Okay. Yeah. The Battle of Upstate and Lower State, New York. Jets, Bills. I like the Bills. I like the Bills, too. I, mean, I want to root for the Jets, but every time I root for the Jets, I get burned. Leave <laughs> the Jets alone, man. That's a sad situation. Matter of fact, <laughs> I don't know if you guys keep up with it. Did the Islanders win last night? Well, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. The Bears play the Lions. I like the Lions over the Bears, personally. Who's the best quarterback now? Uh, they decided to go with Trubisky over. Uh, oh no, no, not again! Yeah, they went with Lions. Trubisky over that kid that was on. Uh, folks, they went over. They went with Trubisky over folks. Now this is a really good game for Week One: Packers versus Vikings. I hate the Packers. I gotta go with the Vikings just on emotion. I think the Packers are going to get screwed this year because they crapped all over um, Rodgers. So I'm going to go with um, oh shit, uh, Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. Okay. We got the Cam Newtons versus Miami Dolphins. I want Cam Cam Newton. I want Cam to bring it home. Yeah. I'm going with Cam in week one. We got the Eagles versus that Washington football team. I think Washington football team's a mess, so I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah, I go with the Eagles, and I hated to see that they cut it. Uh, they cut um, Peterson, but he's only 605 years old, man. I know, but he played well for them last year when they when when, when they needed him. Oh, I'll do the Eagles. Okay. My newfound Vegas Raiders are playing the Carolina Panthers. I, no way I'm going to jump on a new bandwagon and not go for the team that I'm rooting for. So I'm going with Las Vegas over the Panthers. Both the Raiders. Even yeah, though I we got to worry about the Panthers. Oh, I think you jinxed them, so I'm going to go with the Panthers. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Colts are playing the Jaguars. Damn, you know, I haven't even thought about this, but I guess I got to go with the Colts. I, I, Jaguars stink. Yeah, the Colts and their yeah. new quarterback. Jaguars is another team. When you want to root for them, they just let you down. So, Colts. <laughs> okay, a very interesting game, guys. The Browns are playing the Ravens. So there's a lot of star power between these two teams. You know, you got Odell, you got Lamar. But I got to go with the Ravens. Odell's still on the Ravens? I thought they, I mean, like, I thought they got rid of Odell, the Browns. Oh, when are you going to get rid of Odell Beckham Jr.? Have I, I been sleeping for weeks? Oh, no, no, no way, man. Odell is there. Man's only 26, 27 years old. So I'm definitely going with the Ravens. Wait, you said it's Ravens versus who? Browns. Oh. I like the Ravens. Browns is another team that screws you up, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. Okay, here's a really good one. The new Tom Brady's 
Tampa Bay Bucks versus Drew Brees and those New Orleans Saints. A lot of pressure on Brady. I got to go with the Bucks. Okay. I'm going with Drew. I'll go what with the. I'll go. With, yeah, I'll go with the Bucks. Okay, we got the Cardinals versus the 49ers. 49ers for me. Yeah, 49ers. Yeah, I'm picking the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Now the Sunday night game is my former football team, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Los Angeles Rams, and for the first time. In my entire adult life, I am going for a team not named the Cowboys that's in a game with the Cowboys. I'm going for the Rams. <laughs> I'm actually going to be actively rooting against my team. So I'm going with the Rams. Uh, I think well, Cowboys got the better uh, I'm going with the Rams. I can't vote. I can't root for the Cowboys in anything. So. <laughs> Rams. Uh, you know what? I kind of got a good feeling for the Rams and the Chargers by watching Hard Knock. They both seem to be very likable teams and very likable coaches. There's nothing likable about the Cowboys right now. So I, you know, without even using a cuss word, just forget about the Cowboys. So. Now, Monday Night Football, we got two more games and we're out of here. Steelers play the Giants. I can't root for the Giants no matter what, so I got to go with the Steelers here. You can't root for Uncle Ben. Come on, man. You got to go with the Giants. Big blue, I, big blue, baby. No, no. See, that's sacrilegious now. Now you're asking me to just, you know, jump on the devil's bandwagon. I'm not doing that. That's, that's going too far. Now, yeah, I like the Giants. I just can't get with their quarterback, man. Oh, you know what? I think that Danny Dimes wasn't that horrible. I I think he's interesting. Uh, he should have some outlandish numbers. So I'm I'm gonna actually, I'm I'm rooting for the Giants to be all right. I'm tired of seeing them three and thirteen or whatever the hell they are. Quick question: Who would you go for with the doing the Cowboys and the Giants play? You know what? I just got to watch football. That is, <laughs> I have, you know what? Have, damn, you, you know what? My wife would, she's been asking me to come to the dark side because she sees that I've been talking about this. But that's the first time. And I don't like that you did that to me, Ned. Why did you do that? <laughs> do you know it's the first time that I actually thought about that? That there's a decision to be made? <laughs> Because, I mean, I got to be neutral. I got to be neutral. Now, Monday night, people, there are two games. The second game is the Titans versus the Broncos. And, I mean, this is one of those, if I'm sleeping, I'm not staying up late for it. But I, <laughs> I, like, I mean, I like the Titans more than I like the Broncos. So I'll pick the Titans just for GP. Yeah, I'll take the I mean, Titans I also. I, I'll go with the Titans. Yeah, it, it gets more interesting as we go along because we see how teams play, who gets injured, blah, blah, blah. But like I said earlier, guys, we're dead next weekend. Black. There is no strange talk for Doc. Week one, I am not talking anything. 
I'm sitting at home, chilling out, waiting for football. I will not be back to the 19th when I do that special uh, show. And Bones, you can email me that information, and I'll take a peek at it. About the ME? Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, the, 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 the comedian whatever. I was talking about, the comedian I was talking about was Ricky Gervais. Oh, oh okay, Ricky Gervais. Uh, the guy who uh, blew it up at the uh, Oscars uh, or Golden Globes. Yeah, the or Golden Globes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was telling them that they're all fraudulent because they blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I got it. Yep. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you. I thank you. I want y'all to go on and have a good week. If you Don't forget, man, my website is up there. You got some suggestion. You got a... a, a topic that you want me to talk about those upcoming episode blogs are there just for that purpose so that somebody cool. can put in what they feel we should talk about and i'll i'll research it i'll look into it and i'll add it to the show okay simple Great. i'm always open to suggestion well man enjoy your labor day gentlemen right, everybody have a good one you too yes, okay yes. enjoy see you on the following week Okay, cool. The 19th. Everybody, okay. Everybody out there, I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time. This has been Strange Talk with Doc. We had Bones and Netboy here. And I'm going to tell you peace to you and peace to yours.